The Oddfather Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. G'day, Pete. It's good to be back in the studio again. Yeah, and lovely to have with us a special guest sitting in the corner, as everyone can see. Would you like to introduce our our, our chair sitter? Certainly. We have Pastor Greg French here, a special guest. Welcome, Greg. (laughs) Good to have you with us. How how long have you... uh, No, actually, my first question, and this is the one that probably everybody should always ask us their first question... Why did you become a Christian? Because uh, I had an encounter with Christ. Right. That's a very short podcast. Thanks for being yeah. with us. Yeah, no, there you no. go. There you go. All yeah. right. And how long ago was that? Uh, that was in 1976. I was doing LSD up at King's Cross. I uh, wasn't looking for God. And uh, Jesus jumped into my trip and I got a revelation of who he was. I love the way my first thought is LSD. Which church is that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The actual. Okay. All right. Then. So it's been a while. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that was back in the days when things were black and white, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Been there a long time, doing a lot of searching. What questions? Yeah. Or one one big question. Let's make it easy. One big question. What don't you have the answer to yet? Uh, I guess how did God come to being? I guess that's it, and it falls within the uh, eternity question, of course. And um, so I could ponder on that and come up with nothing. Right. Um, but if I go to finite or think in the context of what is finite, mm. is we all die. And trying to get a grasp of this is that, okay, that time has no end in, in, in eternity. <laughs> yep. But when we die, does everything come to a close? Mm. So sorry to jump off that, you, but the first question, because <laughs> I just can't go anywhere with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I always had this thought is when we die, has everything come to a close? Mm. Has it all finished? Mm. It's, like an, an, it's like I'm dead. And then suddenly everything, because now I'm dead, yeah. time is no longer. I'm not living the days or the years any longer. I'm suddenly there and we're all being yeah. in heaven. What about if, as you say that, that's, that's really cool, but in, instead of, you know, when I die, does everything come to a close? Mm-hmm. When I die, does everything come to completion? Completion is the word. What does that look like? Because we actually, Chris and I had a chat about this um, yep. a couple of podcasts yeah. ago about what is, what's heaven going to look like yeah. and the difference between eternity and infinity. So, you know, yeah. I think yeah. we're all struggling with that. But what's completion going to look like? Well, to me, completion is the end of the story. My death is the close. Now, whether someone died in 1863 or they die in 2060, hmm. um, I just think because time has no relevance on space and time, is it? It all comes to completion. So to my thinking is that we don't have to wait. We're not mm. in a position of mm. waiting. Ah. We actually have arrived. So, Okay, so that's sort of like an interdimensional 
time paradox. Right. And yeah, it, it, well, that's well said. I guess yeah. That's that's that sounds great. <laughs> well, in some ways, I think I think because uh, one of the ways we can describe heaven and earth in the Bible is this idea of two realms intersecting. Yeah. And whereas you know the Garden of Eden was a place where the, the kingdom of heaven and and mm. earth intersected, so yeah. that God could walk with Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah. That. When we die, there is a, a a transfer in that intersection, if you like, if we're people who have faith in Jesus, and suddenly the time dimension is removed yep. from our existence, yep. and we only exist in yeah. a dimensional sense where time has no meaning. Right, which right. is probably where the conclusion comes that this journey created uh, man creation, etc. All of this has already come to a close. Yeah. But it comes to close at our death, not at a specific person's death or a specific time. Yeah, so that's so it's always and constantly was and is and will be. So and I think the problem for me is that we are born and bred and raised in linear time and our brains yes. function in linear yes. time. But the Bible says quite clearly as soon as Adam and Eve sin, what's the first thing that happens? Your days will be numbered. And numbered. Yep. So immediately that the clock starts a ticking, uh, and it's and it's really really weird. And I think that's one of those things. And I, I, don't, I haven't mentioned this before, Chris, but when I was a kid, I, I actually came up with this idea, like trying to think this through, that our brains have actually been designed by God to not understand that. Because if we yep. did, we'd go insane. Yep. And I think there's probably like almost like a protective switch yeah. in our brain that stops us understanding what was before God and what is after death. And how that all works, so that we just don't go nuts, yeah, and, and, goes, and we're scratching at it. Yeah, and I, I guess that goes even back to the Garden of Eden, as the tree of good and evil. Yeah, and that the, again, if they have that information, that is not going to help them at all. Mm. It's, it is destructive. In fact, so I the, think I've met some of those people who understand. <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but it is interesting how that works, and I, I think that's a great point, Pete. Too is that. It's a protective element that we aren't able to understand everything. Mm. Because, again, it's the old story. Without having a question, if you had all the answers, why bother? Mm. It's, that's it. That's, yeah. Let's finish it. So to me, the point is I need to know. I'd love to know. One day I will know. Keeps us moving forward. Yeah. Because if we yeah. know everything, I think we stop. All right. It's just occurred to me the most bizarre question, and I don't know why I've never thought of this before, but we've talked about the Garden of Eden being, you know, heaven pre-fall, everything comes apart because we sin, blah, blah, blah. And then you talk about, about the, the end or the, the, the continuation, yes. you know, when everything comes together after we pass away from this earth and all that. Yes. So we all end up in heaven, and we've talked about this before, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you reckon we'll be able to sin in heaven the way we were able to in the Garden of Eden? No, because heaven is, has been formed and created. Uh, <laughs> paradise was created. Yeah, uh, and was like that the I guess the the last creation of God, so to speak, that yeah. we that we understand. Prior to that, the angels, the heavens, and all of that was created. Not the visible heavens, but right. the mm. third heaven, whatever that looks like. Whatever that, we, that yeah, looks yeah. like. So, I think that was in a perfected place. Mm. But then we have the devil. Yeah, and it comes out of the free will scenario, which we all. No, and we yeah. can talk about that forever. But again, he had an opportunity and he was drawn away because of pride. Right, right. Which is the, the beginning of all sin and self-destruction. Mm. Mm. So to me, in there, that was in, 
a perfected environment. Yeah. But I think in the new environment, whether it's the Lord's learnt. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't. I want. I mean, and people who who don't who haven't met Christ and haven't really yeah. thought that through go. Um, well, uh, I, what, what's the point? Sin, blah blah blah. Yep. It's just you know, I wa- I have freedom of choice. That's where sin comes from. Yep. If I'm in heaven and it is a perfect place for eternity, surely I have free will there. Yes. So there is the opportunity to sin, but I guess mm. we just have the wisdom then not to. Well, you would think that Lucifer had that wisdom as yeah. well. So he was in a perfect environment, mm. but he still had the opportunity yeah. to again allow that moment yeah. where basically it all, all starts. So, they, <laughs> so what you're saying is there could be sin in heaven, yep. or you could sin and then... I think that was, uh, I just work out like this, that was, um, that's stage one. <laughs> Stage two was right. uh, created Earth. Stage yep. three, we've got it right. Yeah, right. but okay. there are more. I mean, we just don't go up there and play harps and sing around the throne all day. <sighs> I think there's there's new adventures. There's <laughs> a new story. Yeah. So well, okay, uh, that, that raises another point, which I'm not sure is part of popular literature or is actually biblically supported. The idea that mankind was created with um, the ability for for free will, yep. but the angels were not. Oh. And if that's the case, how did Lucifer manage to okay, implement see, free will? Well, we have archangels and angels, uh, and I don't know whether the the ark has anything to do, <laughs> if there's different categories yes, as yeah, such, yeah. whether there was something within the context of that, because being created in the image of God, we have that same characteristic of God, which is that free will. Yeah, Not all of them had that. But maybe some of them did because Lucifer was right up the top, baby. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He, was, he was in the top tier. Yeah. So to me, he might have been in that form group yeah. outside of God themselves. And do you feel like every time you answer a question like that or put it like that, you really just need to say, or maybe not? Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't know, do we? Definitely. Well, and we yeah. are, we, I mean, we guess. We speculate. Yeah. We, we are continually speculating. We love the sound of our own voices and our own conclusions <laughs> of our thoughts. And at the end of the day, you go, I don't know if I believe that now, but, you know. Yeah. In some ways, I think there may be a parallel with humans because yep. Adam and Eve were created without the knowledge of good and evil. And that was only available to them from an outside source. Mm. Um, and I'm wondering, and this is, again, conjecture, did the same thing happen? Did Lucifer perhaps come down and eat of the tree of good and evil before Adam and Eve got to go. Oh, that's another... That's another Ooh, we could write a book. That, that, that's, taking, that's going down in a oh. really interesting path. Very interesting. Okay, so as brains unravel left, right and centre, um, we've talked the fact that, you know, when you die here on Earth, we are... We, we think, and we, I think we're all kind of agreeing that possibly something like that's the end of us here and so we are now into eternity and everything is all together and whatever that looks like so at that point and this is this is something that i think it's probably a, i'm not sure if it's a cultural thing but the first thing i say when i get to heaven i'm going to tell god or you know something like that i i don't know if we actually walk in and god's going now you had a question i i don't know why that's going to be like but let's assume it is god says hey craig welcome to heaven how was that car crash am i right uh, or however you go. Um, what's going to be your first question? Well, I, I guess, you know, 
if I had to come up with a question, because I think when I arrive, everything's revealed. So I've got it all. So I don't need to ask the question. So you'd be a know-it-all in heaven. <laughs> I'd be a know-it-all. Because I think all, all understanding comes to us in now our um, perfected place. Yeah. So I don't think it's like, because I mean, imagine the queue. Imagine <laughs> the queue going on here. Immigration. Like, <laughs> you only get one question. Uh, yeah. And like, that'd be unfair. So I think we arrive and we have all, all knowledge, all knowing comes to us in that moment of time. Do I only get one question? Yes, move on. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a disappointing day. <laughs> in fact, the whole idea of being arrested and having one phone call is apparently a myth. There are no police jurisdictions anywhere around the world that guarantee you a phone call. And you know what worries me, Greg? He knows that. Oh, yes, <laughs> from recent events. <laughs> So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions. 